Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. We're so glad you tuned in today, and if you're in the area, come out and join us at our new home, located at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. If you are unable to attend, you can tune in on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget to join us for our worship on Instagram Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, 30 minutes before the YouTube broadcasts. We would also like to encourage you to check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org where you can keep up on the current messages, ministries, and happenings at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Today our teaching is in the book of 2 Kings chapter 19. Here's Pastor Ryan. We need God's grace. What I have learned, and I learned this lesson very much so today, guys, and sometimes it's the things we learn today that matter most. Today right obviously we need God's grace with God's mercies God's mercies are the blessings that we don't deserve you name it the prayer that you're praying that you're asking God please bless my life with with this job with this relationship with this ministry with this this blessing that I desire Lord but with that say Lord give me grace to handle that mercy should you desire to give that prayer request and or answer it so we need God's grace with God's mercies if he blesses we must ask for the grace to handle it gracefully giving God every inch of the glory and continuing in the obedience to his word in every way I believe that God withholds certain blessings from us when we're abased that we are desiring to not be a base, we're desiring to have plenty and have more. And at times God doesn't answer the prayers to have more, to receive more, to get the better job, to get the, the relationship that we want repaired or, or whatever the desire is when we're a base. There are times where God purposely does not answer the prayer because he sees that we are not faithful in the grace that he has given us when we were abased. So here we are, Lord, we're praying for something more, but I'm down here, I'm abased, I'm broke, I need a better job. In our abasement, God's watching to see if we're faithful. If you're not faithful when you're poor and broken all alone, there's no seeking of the Lord, there's no praying, there's no fellowshipping, there's no accountability. God sees how we are when we're broke. And Paul learned how to be broke and be cool. What was Paul doing when he was broke? He still served the Lord. He learned to be broke and still serve the Lord, love the Lord, honor God's word. So then God can bless them knowing, hey Paul, if you're faithful to me when you're broke, chances are you'll be faithful to me when, you're, when you have plenty. You know, this church has been of tremendous blessing for all of us. And I'm grateful to the Lord and seeing the absolute joy and blessings manifested in all of you the smiles the comfort the warm the kids playing classrooms for the kids i peeked in right now and man the classroom was so packed it was wonderful to hear the kids voices we have a mom's room we have 
you know, we can do our events here now. We can hang out. There's no time limit. We, it's like a, a tremendous blessing for our church. Hallelujah to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for it, you know. But I find myself here because I pastor the church, so I get, you know, it's God's house. He's given me a set of keys, so I get to walk around when no one's here, and I, and I trip out. I, I'm, blown, I'm still not, I'm still blown away by the whole thing. I can't, it's like I pinch myself. And one of the things that I was, that frightened me is like, Lord, help me not to mess this up. I don't want to mess it up. I want to be faithful. I want to do well. I want to stay the pace, humble, all of the things that, that got us here. I want to continue those things and improve on those things. Lord, help us to learn how to abound. And I have such peace that he is teaching not just me, but all of you how to abound. Look at you act all comfy in your new pews and your new church, huh? But you're abounding, huh? Let's see. All right. Yeah. Stay humble now. Stay humble now. He did it. He did it in one month. Did he not? That's crazy. All glory to the Lord in one month. So anyways, that's that's the prefix of our message. But anyways, Hezekiah was humble, was was finally humbled. And he went to the house of the Lord and he prayed because, hey, guys, destruction is at the door. And we pray that it doesn't take destruction to be at the door for people to get back in the church. And I'm speaking to pastors first that are out there not opening their doors and the congregations that are out there. Anyway, so Hezekiah gets up from praying in the house of the Lord. He sends his messengers to Isaiah the prophet. Verse 5, it says, So the servants of the king of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said to them, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid of the words which you have heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria has, have blasphemed me. Surely I will send a spirit upon him, and he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. And so Hezekiah sends his servants, his ambassadors to Isaiah the prophet. And you, isn't it beautiful? Like when the, the most powerful kingdom at that time, the ruler of the Middle East, his army is at the door at Jerusalem. Hezekiah is no longer seeking military advice. Hezekiah is not looking for medical advice. Hezekiah is not looking for the other nations to come and help him anymore. When everything has failed, Hezekiah knows and remembers now where to go. You must go to the prophet of the Lord Most High. Because he's the only one, King Hezekiah, that can help the nation. That is still true today. You put the nations of this world in turmoil. You pin any nation up against the wall when they're at their wit's end. And it's surprising what world leaders would do. Some might even turn to the living God for help. God is still the head of the nations, but it, it, is, it is a word from the Lord that he needs. He doesn't need a word from, from other nations. He needs God. And how the church in America needs to remember that. We need a word from the Lord. We need to hear from God's men. God's men and God's women if the men are ranking out and there's no one else to preach in the jungle. It's time that people listen to God's men again.
and go. And how does this shepherd of Israel, this prophet Isaiah, the famous Isaiah, respond? What does God say through this prophet? What, what were his first words? Do not be afraid of the words you have heard, with which the servants of the king of, As- of Assyria have blasphemed me. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the words which you have heard. Is that not a word for today? There's so much misinformation. There's so much drama. They have turned COVID-19 into a scandemic. They have used it as a tool to scare people, to even pretend they don't know what God says about fellowship. And we say, if anyone's sick, stay home. If you, want, if you need to take precautions, please do. We're not against that. But the fact that churches are still closed, pastors are not pastoring their flocks, they're not shepherding their flocks. What are they waiting for? Don't they care about the sheep, I heard one pastor say. And I love that. We're not hirelings. It is God who raises us up and puts us down if he pleases. It's not the government. It's not our, our non-profit 501c3 status. The Lord maintains the church. No one can take it. No one can, can bring this down. He said it. He promised it. Where are the pastors? Do not be over the, afraid of the words which you have heard. And nothing has changed. Bad news then, bad news now. We live in a world, get ready, where you're going to hear more and more bad news. And it's cool because the good news is in our hearts. And we are to live it out and we are to preach the good news to people that are lost. That Jesus Christ is all powerful, all loving. Stronger is he who is in us than he who is in the world. He changes us. He blesses our life. And we are at war. And he said, if they hated me, they will hate you. We are not greater than our master. We are his servants. And if they hated our master, they're going to hate his servants. Everyone, so many are playing it safe. Do not be afraid of their words. That, hope that sinks in. Don't, do not be afraid. What, what are we afraid of? Nothing has changed. Bad news then, bad news now. God said that he would give us shepherds after his own hearts that will give his people wisdom. The shepherd, go call the shepherd of Israel. Go call, go call Isaiah. He'll give us the truth. You can't say that with all pastors. Not in the city of Bani, not in the city of Boma, not in the, not in the county of Riverside. Not all pastors are the same. Not all Christians are the same. Jesus said you will know them by their fruits. Some of the biggest pastors in our county, they do nothing but ask for money. Especially around this time, at the end of the year, the beginning of the next year. Hey, just if you had a notice, it's the end of the year. If you want to give, you should give. If it's your time to join us in ministry. Chuck Smith never did that. Not once. Because where God guides, he provides. I am shocked. Maybe I shouldn't be. But the Lord promised to give a shepherd, and he gave a shepherd to Judah. They weren't alone. They had Isaiah. In Jeremiah 3.15, the Lord's speaking about, you know, after the captivity, the, the Israelites would come back from Babylon. But, uh, and, and it says that, And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. The way God organizes his church is that he raises up shepherds pastors ministers not to lord over people not to be glorified by the people but pastors to who care for god's people who will give them the truth of god wisdom and the lord promises that he would give his people shepherds 
In Jeremiah 23, verse 4, look at this one. It says, I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. Because the Lord gives pastors, he says, I will set up shepherds over them, pastors over them who will feed them, and they shall fear no more. He's not talking about, okay, guys, come get your hamburger. He's talking about the word of God. They will feed you and they will fear no more. They will be dismayed no more. Many say they're not afraid. Pastors say they're not afraid. They just won't open their church because they're just, you know, concerned and playing it safe. It's been a year. It's been a year. Both pastors and congregants isn't wisdom known by their fruits? So many say, oh, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid, I'm just, you're playing it safe for a whole year? I love, I love people, and I don't mean to, to condemn anybody, but isn't wisdom known by her fruits? Isn't faith seen by its works? Are we living by faith or by science? And the Bible says to test all things, you and I know, that's, you have to have faith to believe some of the science that's out there because they don't have facts, nor do they let their facts be investigated. We are a people that walks not by sight or by science, but by faith, who believe that God flooded the earth and saved eight people, who believe that there was a prophet named Jonah who was swallowed by a great fish and was preserved in the belly of the fish for three days and was spit out on the shores three days later. None of us. I mean, that's what we believe. What does the, the scientific world, who believes that we come from slime, have anything to do with telling us when it's safe for us to go to church? You will know them by their fruits. What Christian told you? Oh, well, he's a doctor, but he's a Christian. How good of a Christian is he? Have you asked? Where does he go to church? Narrow is the path that leads to life. Broad is a path that leads to destruction. And there are many who are on that path to destruction. In this book, nations in trouble, call the prophet. Call the prophet of the Lord. I, I don't think I ever pull the pastor card. I may pull it a little bit with the staff every now and then. But I don't pull it. You know, I don't say, well, I'm a pastor and you must listen to me. Because I believe that relationship is God-breathed and should never be forced. The doors are open. We're free to come and leave as we please. This isn't a fortress. This isn't a jail. And this isn't a cult. If I say for you to do anything that's contrary to the word of God, don't do it. But I'm shocked at how some people will call men pastors in churches and not follow their godly advice. And it's been happening in all my time of the ministry. You know, a lot of these men who really love the Lord want what's best for their people and and seek the lord for guidance and wisdom to help god's people walk right with them and i'm just here to help people in their journey that's all i'm that's what i'm here to assist and i've been trying to assist people for a long time and some don't They'll follow the advice how many times have i told people you know it's not a good idea that you drink and they 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 fade off trust every time they fade off in Hebrews 13, verse 7, the Bible says concerning the very thing I'm speaking about, it says, remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow. 
considering the outcome of their conduct. Wow. The Lord's saying, if you have a legitimate pastor on your hands, follow his conduct of faith. If it's legit. If you see that, it's good. That's pulling the pastor card. All I'm saying to you is that I've seen the hypocrisy in our government. I've seen them, mayors go to their gyms they keep open, their salons, their fancy restaurants, their kids still meeting in schools, but yet they tell the church to close the doors. I'm sorry I can see through that. Forgive me. When I see doctors who have a difference of opinion concerning the COVID-19 and they're being censored, I'm sorry I see through that. Forgive me for seeing through that and for telling my people, God's people, that he has me shepherding. Forgive the term. You're his people, but you know what I mean. I'm going to share that with you so you can make your own decision. Because I still believe God uses men in the pulpit. But many are failing, without a doubt. And don't follow me if I'm not following Christ. But as Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow my conduct of faith. Then, Rabshakeh, servant of the king of Assyria, returned and found the king of Assyria warring against Libna. For he heard that he had departed from Lachish. And the king heard concerning Terhakah, king of Ethiopia. Look, he has come out to make war with you. So he again sent messengers to Hezekiah, saying, Thus you shall speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, So this servant of the Assyrian king, uh, Rabshakeh, he goes back to find that the king had left and his army, because the king had heard that the king of Ethiopia was going to come to support Judah. So he leaves Lachish and goes to Lebna. And it was because of a rumor. God said it would happen. God, his resources, his power, his wisdom is so endless. His ways are not our ways. Who is like our God? Guys, it was a rumor that got the king to leave Judah, guys, to move those armies out of there. And his servants saw this. And so he begins to write a letter to the messengers of Hezekiah telling them, don't think we're leaving. You may see us leaving, but don't think we're leaving. We're coming after you. And the king heard concerning the king of Ethiopia, look, he has come out to make war with you. So he again sent messengers to Hezekiah saying, thus you shall speak to Hezekiah king of Judah saying, do not let your God in whom you trust deceive you, saying Jerusalem shall not be given under the hand of the king of Assyria. Look, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the lands, utterly destroying them. And shall you be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered those whom my fathers have destroyed, Gozan and Haran and Resef, and the people of Eden, who are who were in uh, Telassar? Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpat, and the king of the city of uh, Sepharvim, Hena and and Eva? And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. So, the letter that was written, telling. The people of Judah, don't trust in Hezekiah. Don't trust in the Lord. He will not save you. Think about the words in this letter, guys. He's basically saying, your God can't help you. Your God cannot help you. Haven't you heard what we've done to all the other nations? 
They are going around conquering all these nations. And he's not lying. They conquered these other nations, guys, these other kingdoms. And he's saying, haven't you heard the news of the world? How bad it is? How we're destroying these people, taking them hostage? Haven't you heard? Don't you know how folly it is to believe in your God? And it's the same thing happening today. The bad news. What's going on in the world? The CCP, they're scheming and robbing and they're coming after us and the election fraud and this and that. And there's so much madness in the world. And we're sitting in it. And the devil's saying, look around. Look at the destruction I've caused. You think you're going to be safe from it? You think COVID's not going to get you? Don't you hear the news around the world? Don't you hear what the nations are saying about this? It's the same thing. Nothing's new under the sun. No, my God can save. Verse 14, And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. He did this, guys. It's your bad news. Lord, you deal with that. I, I beseech you. I can do nothing. That's what he did. In the house of the Lord. It is so important to come to the house of the Lord. They've been doing it for 2,000 years. And don't give me the whole, they met in houses first. Of course they did, but the houses got so full that they needed to build buildings. And that's how we ended up with churches. And yeah, the church is the body of Christ. It's people. But it's also the place where we meet. Strength comes from this place. I don't care what anybody says. I've seen my brothers weeping in here. And we've only been in here a few months. We buried our brother in this place. It's a special place. It's not my place. It's his place. It's special. King Hezekiah knew it was special. God knew it was special when he reformed it and cleaned it and brought back the priests. He blessed Hezekiah because Hezekiah took care of the house of the Lord. Is it our time to live in paneled houses, the Bible says, while God's house is in shambles? It's easy to live by faith when you're isolated at home, all comfy on your couch watching TV for a year. I don't know what pastors are doing. And Hezekiah went to the house of the Lord. He spread it before the Lord. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord, God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherub. Oh, when we pray, don't we start off by acknowledging where God sits. He is above all circumstances, all power. That's who we pray to, someone powerful enough to help us in our problems. God who sits in between the cherubim, you are God. You alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. God is God of all the kingdoms. He is God of all the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Has he made heaven and earth? Has he? He made the heavens and the earth in six days and he did what on the seventh? He rested. If, you, if we do away with Genesis, we can do away with the whole Bible. Do not let anybody convince you that it was anything more than six days. Some people think that they're, they're too sophisticated to believe such a childish story, but not for us. I'm glad to be simple like a child and receive it by faith that God's big enough to say, light be and light was. Real quick like. He created it all. And he needs to be reminded of that, Hezekiah. It's not like he's telling God something God doesn't know. I am saying this to remind me that you made the heavens and the earth. That you're big, you're that big, because there's a big army who wants to destroy us. 
Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see and hear the words of Sennacherib, that's the king of Assyria, which he has sent to reproach the living God. Truly, Lord, the king of Assyria have led, have laid waste the nations of their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord, our God, I pray, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms on the earth may know that you are the Lord God, you alone. Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Because you have prayed to me against a Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio with the Bible teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein. If you're in the area, come out and join us at our new location at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. If you would like more information or would like to send a gift to the ministry, check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org or you can call us at 951 951- 572-2309. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Cherubim, above.